Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought, and we are on number 22 today. And we start off by having a little need for speed when it comes to <laughs> some of our experiences with, let's say, uh, reckless driving. But it starts off with a conversation a little slower with parallel parking in the city. Yeah, but some idiot that I saw parallel parking today or trying to. We all try. But then we transition a little bit. Speaking of things that annoy us, just... Just you just need to listen. I'm gonna get worked up again if I bring stuff up. But <laughs> just getting under pet your pee- skin. Pet peeves, pet peeves that regard the behaviors of other people. Yeah, and <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. How do we transition to the next topic? We don't. We, we don't. talk about girls and women. My favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> so enough, enough said there. We don't even need to go any there. further. And we we close it out by a little uh, conversation about social media and those darn kids these days. How is it that you can be 15 years old and making a million dollars? Holy shit! Yeah. So, episode number 22, stream of thought. We hope you enjoy. Nailed it. <laughs> I got something. You have something. I mean, something minor. So, Dude, I, I told you stay away from those kids. Oh my gosh. So I am in downtown Glen Ellen, and I am going down Pennsylvania, and there's a giant uh, Miller Light truck in the street delivering something. I don't know. Okay. So probably mobile. So bef- yeah. <laughs> So oncoming cars have the right of way. Obviously, I can't just draw, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But opposite of me in the oncoming car lane, there was this car that was trying to parallel park, and there were cars behind it. Mm. And I could have probably like, oh, while this car is trying to parallel park, I could easily pass the Miller Light truck and kind of squeeze through the parallel parking car in the Miller Light truck. So that I don't have to just sit there any longer because the cars behind it, I clearly can't go. Anyway, I see this thing trying back into the space, back out, back into the space, back up like three times. Oh, my goodness. Making zero progress. <laughs> progress okay? Yeah. Making absolute zero progress until he finally just drove off. And I'm like, I have to get a look at this person. And um, – so I is this a teenager? Is this you know a woman? Is this <laughs> just kidding? Go on, not. Um, so oh I <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, so as this car drives by, I see it's like this old guy, some old guy, overweight guy. But it's not the person that caught my attention. It was in it's what was in his vehicle. It was a bunch of crap. Like it, literal uh, crap or? It was the type of car where there's no space in the vehicle except for the driver's seat. There's just like random shit, like a, a car hoarder. What type of car was it? Some piece of crap. Um, like not a minivan like, or something like no, that? No, it was like some piece of crap like coupe. Just like the size of my okay. car. Like so, the size of my car. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, you, you, you there's like this random obscurity of, you know, the type of cars like blanket, coat hanger. Plastic bag with shoes in them. Yeah. Just like weird shit. And the only thing that I kind of saw in detail as it passed me was like a um, like a disposable aluminum pan that you would put in the oven. Okay. It wasn't used, but that's what, I, that's what caught my attention when the guy drove by and I saw the shit in his car. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, dude, you can't even keep your fucking car in order. You obviously you can't parallel park. Like, would you make? What made you think you could accomplish that endeavor? Like, get your shit together dude, first, and then attempt to parallel park. As you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, yeah, that could totally have been me in any situation. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, the parallel parking the or the parallel, stuff in your car? The parallel parking. Okay. Probably the stuff in my car. Too, okay. But. I would have been had a little more leeway if you have a clean car. Or you know what I'm saying? But like, if you can't even keep your car in order, how do you expect to parallel park? Yeah, I know those That's really. Fair. I know those those skills don't exactly correlate. <laughs> like one has nothing to do with the other. You could be a phenomenal parallel parker um, and keep your car like crap, but it's just something that I thought of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've always had trouble with parallel parking, though. It's I mean, a little tricky, but when you, when you do it all the time downtown, like you become a, a master. So you're good at parallel parking, then? 
Yes, I would say I'm... Is that something that you were instantly good at? No. Or is that something that I mean, you learn how to do it, you know what I'm saying? Ever since you started doing Second City stuff? No, I would say I was your average Parallel Parker. Like, it's not, like, something that was impossible for me to do. Yeah. But when you see a spot and you're like, I think I can squeeze in there because there is no other space available or it's, like, a golden spot or whatever, like... You make yourself fit in those spots. Man, now, I will say this. It's your traditional parallel parking moving uh, the my car to the right when I'm going in reverse, to the right like I would. Because yeah. there are one-way streets, you could parallel park on the left. That I have not had, has, had as much practice doing. But I, I've gotten into some pretty uh, tight spots. Have you, ever, have you ever had to, like, wrestle someone for a, a spot where your car is near their car, they're trying to nudge into your space or something like that? You're not parking fast enough or... No. What I have had happen, though, is where on Sedgwick and North Avenue, where there's free parking, um, I'll, like, see a spot and I'll try and get into it, but there's cars behind me. Yeah. So, like, I've had some people honk at me, which I'm just like, fuck off, I'm parking, I don't care. Which so is, you have had people honk at you. That's the thing that I... Which I is ironic because when people honk at me, my mentality is my mentality is fuck off. But <laughs> when I honk at people, my mentality is like, fuck you. You fuck like, off. So I am a complete... Um, Narcissist? Yes. And kind of like hypocrite when it comes to like driving. Like, look at this asshole. He's such a fucking idiot. Yeah. But then the next day I'll be that asshole... And I I can sense that this person behind me probably thinks I'm an asshole, but I don't care because they're an idiot. It's just weird. You are an aggressive driver. You get things done. But you're also kind of... Here's the thing. Not entirely fair. I don't have time. I don't... I don't allow BS. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not... I'm not aggressive in the sense that, like, I'm raging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, Or... swerving in and out of, out of lanes i'm just trying to get shit done well here's a question who taught you how to drive uh glumbard west high school so you didn't drive with your parents or relatives at all i mean i did but it's that's not where like, you get most of your driving it's hours. not like my it's not like my dad took me out for a spin when i was 14 you know what i'm saying no but i'm saying once you, you had your you permit have 250 hours that you have to you didn't know dude no we only hours. had 30 when we were in high school yeah, I guess my... We only had 30 was it hours. Was really only 30? It was 30, Isn't bro. Isn't it like 250 now? 2003, 2004, 30. Was it really only 30 hours? It was only 30 hours. Because then it got... Then it wow. shot up to like 45 and then it was 60. I think my sister... My sister graduated in 2012. I believe she had to do maybe 45 or 60. My brother maybe had to do 45. I can't recall. I have to ask. Okay, ask so him. it's probably not up in the 100s. But anyway, then. going yeah. back to your original anyway, question... Yeah. Um, no, my parents do not drive like me. My parents are much more passive. My dad, my dad is extremely passive. So when I'm in a vehicle with him, my mom thinks my dad, my dad is, is passive too. So when I'm in the vehicle, I'm sometimes having to hold my tongue because I'm like, you can clearly go, you can clearly, you don't have like, if I saw, okay, this sounds bad. If, if I saw my dad on the road, his driving, um, Characteristics; those are the people that upset me the most. <laughs> yeah, but that's sometimes no, I found myself and I've found myself driving on the highway and just kind of like cruising, just hanging, like doing my thing. And I'll see a car behind me, like, "Why is this person on my ass?" And then I'll notice, like, "Oh, it's because I'm only going 55 miles an hour." Yeah, absolutely. So I'm totally in the wrong here. Yeah, but everyone gets distracted every once in a um, while, and they're going. A little slower, faster yeah. than they anticipate. But going back to the parallel parking, one quick story, and then I'll stop talking because I'm just flapping my gums. Um, when you were asking about has anyone ever honked at you or any altercations parallel parking, in college, there was, like, an open parking space one time, and, like, we went off to go drive and go do something, and I made my my, uh, my little bro, when he was a pledge, stand there and save our parking spot. Of course he did. And I think he did. I, I don't know if any cars showed up or not, but he did. But then when I was living downtown Chicago, I stood outside, and I found a parking spot, and I saved that fucking spot for Bill, who was, like, ten minutes away or something, or, like, couldn't find the apartment or whatever. Yeah. Like, three cars came by and, like, tried to get that spot, and I was standing in it, standing One in it. And I was like, hell no, keep driving, bro. And they're like, oh, keep driving. 
car, another car came by. Like, what the heck? Another car actually tried to take the spot. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm not, I, like, I had to escalate the situation a little bit. And they drove off. And I think they drove back around. They were gone. There was like two or three cars that yeah. tried to get that spot. And I I had to stand my ground pretty firm for one of them. Hmm. And I was so proud of myself saving that spot for Bill. That's the first and only time I'll do that. Yeah. See, when I think of that, I just think of being a public nuisance. Because if that happened to me, I would park the car, get I would get out of the car probably and be like, dude, are we gonna are we gonna have a problem? Because my car, I'm here right now. Like, tell me, are we gonna have a problem? Yeah. Okay. That's what I would think I would do. That's what I think I would do. If that if that ever occurred, I don't know. See, that's part of city living that I don't think I'll ever. Oh, dude, be able I love it. I love that part of city city living where like you just need to be aggressive in people's faces and just like. That's so interesting. Yeah, to that's me. why I like driving downtown. Yeah, see, when I, I the way I was taught to drive was I did I didn't do Glenbard West. I did. Oh, really? I did summer because uh, I was. You were born in November. I was turning 16 earlier than everyone else, so I was able to, to do it early. Yeah. And so we had to do the hours basically with uh, your parents or relative or anyone over right. 21. And so it was my mom who taught me how to drive. And it was – she was – Oh, a, it's she, like some – it's like it's like homeschooled but for driver's ed. So we had to do all of the – Did your mom had to get some type of certification? No. She just had a driver's license. Oh she no, man! Let me tell you, dude. She's a she's a handle grabber. That's pretty fucking dangerous. What do you mean? A hand like she grabs the wheel? No, a handle like a, a the door handle like freaking out like white, oh. white knuckling it. Oh, I thought you meant like I thought you meant like you're driving and she would grab you the know steering my wheel. Mom. She would. I know, she, but I, I just. I didn't. I not a literal wheel grabber. Okay. No. Grabber. No. No. White, so kn- white gets, knuckling it. Got it. She gets. If I'm going nerd. over over seven miles an hour, it's wow. just like we're gonna crash. Like, and of course, you're learning how to drive. So obviously, when you're braking, it's just like the, the jerkins yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, that was uh, especially going over train tracks. I mean, just the look of sheer terror on her face. So I had it instilled in my head at an early age that driving was terrifying, and so. <laughs> I'm I'm not necessarily a defensive driver. I'm more of a paranoid driver as a result because okay. just that initial reaction of because when you're learning for the first time and the reaction that you get to everything that you do is yes freaking <laughs> like freaking yeah like all teeth, the muscles teeth, all the muscles clenched, in your body tense up. white knuckles yeah. and uh, and if that's your initial reaction for everything that you do, of course you're going to be a kind of freaked out driver when, when i started driving i would freak out at stop signs like it was hard for me to know like when's it my turn i don't know when to go to, you know like it was weird for me yeah. stopping at stop signs um so but now i like don't even stop at stop signs <laughs> God, i do such a bad example. when there's other cars around it's not uh, like i just fly through them no i know you don't fly through them you know but you you certainly take advantage of the rolling Oh, the, the momentum of the car. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. So that's uh, that's quite a. What's the fastest you've ever gone in a car, driving? Obviously, you're driving. I don't know why I said Probably that. Probably a hundred. That's pretty good. I was not expecting that from you. In the Chrysler 300. What were you on the on the highway or Saint North Charles Avenue Road. or what? No way! You're doing a hundred down St. Charles Road. No one drives down there. I mean, it wasn't the smartest. I'm not. I'm not even going to try and defend my actions. Where? What part of St. Charles Road? But uh, r- down my house, like Are you from fucking kidding me? from Bloomingdale to Main Street. I'm not saying that it was a smart decision. You got up to a hundred crossing anyway. Bloomingdale, or you turned from Bloomingdale. It was Bloomingdale was the startup. Okay, of, uh, accelerating to maximum speed. <laughs> what prompted you to do this, and how old were you? Oh man, were you by yourself? Or you? No, with- this was this was when I was uh, in the midst of my gambling addiction. I didn't give a shit about anything, <laughs> man. I was living a life. I, was, I got one I was, speed. Go, go. <laughs> That's right. It's zero or a hundred. Yeah. No, man. I was. Uh, I was fucked up in a. Were lot you upset? Did something trigger that, or were you just like, I think I'm just going to drive a hundred? Or were you thinking about it something was, that it was got literally, you pissed off? I just think I'm going to drive a hundred. Yeah, I total disregard for your own safety and all that stuff. Wow, yeah, literally I mean, living life in the fast lane. Oh man, I there are so many things that I've done over that period of my life. Yeah, that I sh- I should not be alive. Really looking back at it, but 
It's uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, when <laughs> I was a little less dramatic. When I was like, I don't, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was like sixteen or seventeen. In my mom's v- minivan, the Toyota Sienna. <laughs> the first time I like got real fast, I got up to like no, I was like going ninety five down North Avenue, just for like a like a, a couple a couple miles, okay, and then North I Avenue. and then I slowed it down. Was patrolled by cops a lot. I know that was oh, really man. dumb. Yeah. And then the next time was, uh, I think I was doing like. 100, 105 maybe on 294. This is ironic, actually. I was at... So the first month after college, I had I had my mom's minivan in Indianapolis and my mom rented a car for a month. Okay. Uh, and then after one month, I bought my car from CarMax in Naperville, I think, um, here. So I, I stopped at Purdue because I still had the lease on my apartment. Because my apartment, I still had until like July 31st or something weird like that. And Bill sublet from me. So I stopped there and uh, for a few hours and I was drinking and hanging out. I only had a few drinks because I knew I had to get back on the road. So I get back on the road and I'm like, it's nighttime. It's like one in the morning and I'm like flying down 294 or two ni- yeah, 294. And I was going 101, 105, I don't know. And I got pulled over. And do you know this story? Oh, no. no, you don't. As indicated by the expression on your face just now. So I get pulled over and I'm like, fuck. So I get pulled over. And the, my, the first, my first thought is, where'd they come from? How did they see me? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. So I get pulled over and obviously, uh, you know why I pulled you over? Yeah. I was fucking speeding. Um, have you had anything to drink tonight, sir? And I don't remember if I said yes or no. Actually, I think I said yes. I think I said yes, but I only had a few drinks. I stopped drinking like a few hours ago. Duh, how many times has he heard that one before? You oh, know? yeah, all the time. This happened to be the actual truth. So I, w- I was really nervous, and he was doing the – I had to do the whole touch your nose, say the alphabet backwards, hop on a leg, and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I failed the the field test. Mm-hmm. Which, no, I – Okay. Everyone fails the field test. Uh, bring me somebody who can go through the alphabet backwards, like as if they're going through it forward. Yeah, you're meant. You're I meant don't to know that. And um, so, all right, blow into this breathalyzer. So, I blow into it, and I don't know what it was. I really wish I would have knew what it was, but I, I I didn't go to jail, so that's a good sign. But he wrote me a ticket. I wish I would have kept the ticket. And he took my license away from me. So he's like, if anything, if you ever get pulled over again, this ticket is proof that you have a driver's license. Because this shit is so serious that we're actually taking your physical driver's license away from you Mm -hmm. to make sure you show up to court and then you'll get it back. Yeah. Um, Reckless endangerment. Story's not over. All right. So this is like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was going home. This is in my mom's minivan. I was going home that weekend to buy my car from CarMax, right? I had already been to CarMax before, and I picked it out, and I did everything, and I was just going there to pick it up, right? Yeah. So I thought, like, okay, I'm cool. Like, I did all the paperwork. I'm just going there to to write the check and pick up the vehicle. Get to CarMax. This this is now Saturday morning. Okay, Victor, um, just need to make a photocopy of your driver's license. About that. Oh, my God. I don't exactly have it. And I told him what happened. My dad wasn't mad or anything. He was just like, oh, my goodness. So what ended up happening was, it's Saturday, right? I had to go to the uh, Naperville DMV to get an uh, to get an ID. Yeah. Because it was just, he, he like, they knew I somehow, they had my driver's, driver's license number already. All the paper was done, just a copy of the actual ID, I should say. So I went to um, Naperville DMV and got a ID card with the green stripe, you know? Yes, I got one of those. Do you really? Yeah, oh, I have, yeah. I have both. Um, so I get that. Then I go back to CarMax and, you know, got the car. Everything got squared away. And luckily, when I was at the DMV, I was there for maybe 30 minutes. Like, it wasn't one of those stereotypical, wow, like, there for, for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And when, I, when the, you pay for it, it it's like... You can't use credit or debit. It's some, it's weird. Like yes. you can't use it's it's something's weird. Like it's either cash or 
a check it's like a or cashier's like cashier's check or something. A cashier's like check or a check, but no cash, no cash, no credit. It was like some weird thing. Yeah. Luckily, my dad had a check and like wrote it out. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, good. I was planning on using my credit card. Nope, don't use it. Which now that I think about it, obviously, you think of the type of people that hang out at the DMV all the time, probably don't have like uh, um, credit cards or like, or, uh, like not enough money in their debit account or whatever the case is. Yeah. You know, people that go there on a regular, somewhat regular basis. You mm-hmm. know, the type of guy that pulled over all the time and other shenanigans and yeah. shit and have to cash checks at Western Union because they, like, never have money to keep even keep in a checking account type yeah. thing. Um, but, yeah, everything got squared away and I got my car that day. There was just that little minor hiccup because of that mm. dumb thing that I did the night before. Um, to, but following up on that, I did go to court and... I had to go to, like, traffic school. It was so stupid. Really? It was so stupid. I didn't stupid. even have to go to traffic school. I went to, like, I don't know if it was eight hours or 16 hours. I think it was eight hours. Wow. It was so dumb. Dude, when you get up to that sort of speed, though, I mean, it just rattles your bone. It is terrifying. I know. You, you, I mean, it just feels like you you could lose control at any time. Like, an inch movement. It's... Yeah, I they, can't believe, man, that, yeah, both of the us. The shit that happens when you are under the age of 25 prior to giving yourself your brain time to fully develop or when you're just in a crazy state of mind. Yeah. Shit happens. Shit <laughs> does happen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never injured anyone, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Which is a good thing, you know. <laughs> mistakes that can be undone it was it was actually kind of funny so uh ray and i have been doing the videos for the drywall doctor and this past week or last week we filmed a a bunch of stuff and we're just trying to yeah we'd run out of videos and we're trying to figure out what to post and so we ended up hanging the drywall and he did did a video on that and there was a he was talking he started talking about this former employee that he had drywall hanger who was the best in the business and was able to to make drywall. You couldn't even fit a piece of paper through his drywall cracks. Like he wasn't. He was a master. And then Ray ends up ends up by saying, "But he was a pedophile, so he went to jail." Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember you telling me this. And uh, and what? And then uh, and and so I'm just after after he says that I'm filming, so you can't see my face, but I'm just like I literally just slap my forehead. I'm just like, did he seriously just say that? Like he, he he's okay. And I asked him, like, don't you think that was a little like using the word pedophile? You can skip pedophile kind of, and just um, say, but he went to jail. Yeah, that he did some. But it it I was like, you don't see anything. And he's like, no, no. I mean, he he did, and he was, and it happened. I'm just like, alrighty That's then. Not but but he exactly. didn't he didn't even end it. He's just like. Uh, he ends it, but he was a pedophile. He went to jail because he got in trouble, and he deserved it. So don't get in trouble. And that was how he ended the video. And I'm like, oh wow, that's that's, uh, that's a little like slap in the face, so right don't there. Don't get in trouble. Cold. You're just saying is don't get caught. And so it was. It, uh, it caught it caught me off guard because that's never. He always says he always finishes his his sign off as have a great day. Yeah, like that's how he finishes the video. So this really threw me. And I think he <laughs> saw that and he's like, okay, well we'll film another one. And so. He he sort of riffs off of that and and just talks about the drywall again, and he doesn't say pedophile this time. But he's like this guy, uh, the the drywall hanger who I know, you know. But he had an addiction. He liked little girls. <laughs> and and then he like, said it like, oh, that. <laughs> "My God, that's not any better." So oh, let's do this again. Just, and so what I ended up just doing was was uh, take fifty three. <laughs> we don't do takes, so he just. He just rolls, and I put, post whatever he films. So what I ended up doing was just lowering the volume for those two words. Yeah, likes little girls or little girls. Oh my god! I was just Ray. like, oh my goodness, this is, um, yeah, that's that's sort of the the uh, penalty that you pay when you do things live. But I mean, I just thought that was weird because I'm thinking to myself, that just is so un PC. That just feels yeah. so. The word, the word pedophile is like that. That just sends like a shiver down your spine, right? It's like a loaded yeah. word, right? Yeah, it's, it's like the N word, absolutely. Or something. So when you use that word, it, it makes people like, like cringe a little. Yeah, bit. and uh, that's what I was thinking, but I guess he didn't really think anything of it. But he deals with people who are, I, I don't know necessarily that bad, but he deals with people who are addicts Good all the issues, time. So yeah. it's like, 
addicts have their brains are fucked up, so they're not acting in a way that they would normally if they were sober, right? Or if they were re- uh, refraining from whatever their addiction was. But um, yeah, that's uh, good old Ray. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things. I and I don't know what it is, but this past week I've just been feeling irritated by like small little things that people are doing that are just like pc stuff or no 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 i mean so for example uh what i mean i talked to you a little bit about it with a person who i know responding to me catching them doing something wrong by saying well you oh you, right you right right, stuff right. Wrong. and it, it's just stuff like that like like what aboutism uh is what it's called where if you can, if you confront somebody somebody about something that they did wrong, and the response is, "Well, what about something else?" That's what about it, right? And um, that's one of those things that I just, for whatever reason, I feel like several people have done this week, and it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like digging under my skin, and each time I hear it, it's just like, oh, it just irritates me a little bit more. And then I was um, something that like really pisses me off is. Uh, I was at the grocery store yesterday and I was waiting in line to pay for my thing, my stuff. And there was a woman in front of me and like her kid was like screwing around something by like within not arm's reach, but like maybe 20 feet away. Like you could see them from the register and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Just pay for your shit so I can continue about my day. So the transaction is they total it. All that needs to be done is to swipe the card, yeah. give over cash, and the the cashier's like, "Okay, miss, it's this much. It's this much. Okay, okay, just one second. And then she leaves to go like get her kid or like get her kid under control, and then like like comes back with or without. I can't remember, but it's like, okay, all that is required of you right now is about five seconds of your time to just hand over the cash or to slide the card. Then you can go get your kid. Yeah, for the last." minute you haven't been paying any attention to them or you have but it hasn't bothered you enough to get out of line mm-hmm. now you are wasting my time you're wasting the cashier's time you're wasting the time of the p- person behind me and yes that amount of time was very minuscule but it's the principle of the matter so get your shit together and either leave your kid in the car or at home or have another adult that can watch him so that none of us are standing here waiting on you to proceed with the rest of our day yeah yeah and I, I feel, but I mean, we all, in a sense, we all do that. We all, it goes back to that whole egocentrism type thing where a lot of times we can sort of get lost in our own worlds, not being considerate of people around us. But some people are chronically like that where you can, you can sense those people, right? It's the people who are out in public places who end up doing it in front of a large group of people without any realization that they're holding up an entire line or something like that. And it's like, well, that's a chronic, that's likely well, somebody who chronically. The next thing is. Um, cause I'm totally guilty of that stuff, but what I'm getting at is like that type of stuff is, there's nothing wrong with that on a micro level. Like, okay, you forget your wallet. Got it. Oh, you, you know, you forgot to go get something. Okay. Oh, you're on the phone right now. Whatever. But when you experience that, like Multiple when you're in a retail or yeah. a grocery store, but when you when you're in that environment all the time and like you just experience the same thing over and over all day or some fascia of it, you know, um, it's just like you can't help but take that frustration as a whole and and point the blame at each individual that walks through. Well, it snowballs until you break the camel's back, right? Yeah. And it's and then it's gonna unleash somehow. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's those who are closest to you who can take the brunt, right? Who you tend to snap at, people who you know are able to. Maybe, maybe that's just me, but is your experience like you're you find yourself if you do have those momentary lapses of just like I'm just so frustrated, and I just express that frustration in whatever manner. It tends to be does it tend to be pretty shotgun like random, or is it? Because I find myself... Oh, when you express frustration? Well, I find, I find that when, when dealing with strangers or when dealing with random people, I, I, I'm always... My natural instinct is restraint. It doesn't matter how aggressive or mean they are. I never respond in an equal way. 
I sort of create this invisible wall. But then when I'm dealing with people who I know or have a relationship with and they do the same thing and it's something that I've experienced like four or five times and it's just like been getting under my skin and then someone I know does it it's just like – I got wanted it, to say it, this for it. like six people yeah, yeah, and like I'm okay. not going to do it and now I have the opportunity to and it's like – it doesn't happen often and it was – it's just been this week for example where I've felt that frustration a couple of times and it's like ugh. And it, it feels like I've had to catch myself a couple of times. It's like I'm very close to you know yeah. just – Losing your cool. Not, I mean not even losing my cool because me losing my cool is you know shouting a couple of sentences and then walking away. You know, I'm, yeah. I I don't scream and shout. I don't I don't punch things. I'm not a you know I don't respond violently when I when I lose my cool. My my lost cool is I tend to say you know maybe a maybe a hurtful sentence or two because yeah. I <laughs> I yeah because for me that's I guess how I find catharsis in in venting. Yeah, is that oh yeah I know how to I know how to get under your skin, and that's how I respond. But got it. I don't know, man. Yeah, my main when I when that stuff happens, it's like, man, people are so stupid, and I put so much emphasis on just like stupid <laughs> or idiots. And but I I I, uh, I falsely tell myself just like, but you're not stupid. You're not. <laughs> you know, you're perfectly fine. That's what I told. It's, that's what I told myself. Everybody when I was else, gambling. that's a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. It's everybody else that has the issue. It, but when I do it, or when I do it, it's okay because I only do it sometimes. But again, the main thing is when you are in, like, let's say, if you're working retail and all the time you experience somebody forgetting their wallet or somebody the same question over and over or just like the same monotony. It's the same, like, you know six to eight things that just happen every single day, almost all day. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to take a step back and be like, okay, this person really is an idiot. It's really not their fault. This is just, it's just an instance, but because you experience it habitually, you can't help but um, push that thought or feeling that you have so strongly on like that individual at that particular time. I know what you're saying. And I I think that, I I used to have that problem a lot, especially when it came to politics and not understanding other people's political views. Mm-hmm. But I I mean recently, that that sort of thing doesn't really phase me at all anymore uh, because it's like I guess for me, well I'll I'll let you speak your piece. But I was about to say I was about to say, but when I when there's certain people I interact with at work. Somebody could be like, oh, I forgot my wallet. And also some people be like, oh, no problem. Like, it, it really depends on my mood. <laughs> yeah. It really depends on my my, yeah. my attitude. you mentioned that. My attitude yeah. and my mood at that particular moment in time. Because, you know, a minute prior to or thereafter, it could completely change. <laughs> um, but also going back to what you were saying a long time ago. I can't remember we've talked about this on the podcast or, like, just in the car. But – Whenever and I'm guilty and I don't care. And you say whatever you want to say about it, I don't care. But I'm just laying out the fact. But like, if you're an attractive lady, no, take your time. It's totally cool. <laughs> Go get your wallet from the car. That's hey, right. you need me to help you with that? I got you. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Oh no, we're actually going to be closing on this day. We're going to be opening up. But when someone might be like, "When are you guys closing?" Read the fucking sign. It's on the wall. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. But uh, no, I'm close. Oh wait, no, I'll help you. Come on right over. <laughs> What's going on? Find everything okay? Yeah, that is a fascinating. I have you think, have you have you been catching yourself doing that? more? I think about that more and more ever since you brought it up. Like again, I knew I not I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago. Like you kind of think about that. Like, but ever since for some reason it just clicked when you were the person that brought it up, and I think about it almost daily when I see someone who's attractive. It always registers in my head. Interesting. I like, love that. that. The fact that you brought that up once oh, before that is so awesome yeah yeah because you realize it enough and you sort of become uh sensitized to it yeah you're, you're like oh you know i'm doing this I, I mean you may still do it but you at least acknowledge that you're doing it right yeah and when you're more intentional about that i don't want to sound mean but when you come across an ugly person <laughs> and your initial instinct is just to dismiss them you know, there's still that the counterbalance of oh yeah, there is this dynamic between beautiful people, and there there it becomes part of the pattern of thinking, and you can 
A, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So you, I um <laughs> I would I I catch myself sometimes like if I'm uh doing something or whatever after the fact I'll think to myself like or maybe for a split it all happens so fast it'd be like do I want to help this person no mm. um and then I'll be doing something I'll walk away but I probably would help them if they were attractive attractive female I should say and then quickly thereafter I'm just like. But whatever. And then I just go about... I forget about it and I just go about the rest of my, my yeah. business. I don't... It doesn't bother me at all. That sounds so terrible. But what I'm curious is about, like, why is it that I and so many people think like like that? Is that a learned behavior? Is that something that's wired? It's you Darwinism, man. It's the... I, I can't count the number of uh, videos that have broken it down uh, that I've seen of that... S- Attractive people yeah. are it is it is biologically advantageous to be more attractive. There was a there was like a study that was done on like Discovery Channel something weird that that had to do with like beautiful or not beautiful and not just like people but like just objects yeah, as yeah. well like and everything and they did they took like MRIs of people and they were like th- this whole elaborate thing and I don't know what the conclusion was but I just remember it was faces but it was also. Um, images yeah. too. Is this image ugly or is this image beautiful? Yes, and those are the those are the type of studies that I've seen as well. Where yeah, the the brain does get more excited when you see something that is uh, visually pleasing. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's psychologically advent or uh, biologically advantageous. I also heard that I don't know the exact uh, data on this, but this is just something I heard like in the background that sometimes when you get people that are like really like screwed up um you know in the head or they're just like they're just they're just off by a few degrees yeah now granted this happens just because of nature but also if you think of if you think of nature you know with pheromones and how you smell and everything like that the way that animals choose to mate with other animals mm, mm-hmm. whereas humans just like get their fuck on because they're drunk or because or whatever the weird weird yeah. scenario is so they said that what happens sometimes is like humans will quote unquote mate with other humans in any other natural environment that would not happen because of the way that their pheromones are or the way that things just are biologically wired mm. and as a result when you get people creating a child that normally would not be created in any quote-unquote natural environment as if they were animals that offspring is more likely to have like some fucked up thing like physically or mentally or whatever the case is Hmm. yeah well and that's part of the reason why i mean it's not it's good to know well it's weird because it's good to know what your own genetic deficiencies are and what your partners are, but that's not really, I don't really see that as a deal breaker necessarily. No. It's just useful to see. For example, like, uh, acne runs, run, runs in my family. Mm. So when, when I was a teenager, I mean, my, I was pepperoni face. Like it was, I but, don't remember that at all. Really? No. I had some pretty hideous acne. pepperoni face. <laughs> but that's one of those genetic deficiencies that wasn't covered up from, because apparently both my parents had those genetic deficiencies. Mm. So that was passed on to me as well. But a bunch of other things, they sort of complemented themselves out when it comes to what their genetic yeah. strengths and weaknesses are. And it's like, I'm, I'm very satisfied with my genetic yeah. makeup and I'm, I'm fortunate. Like I'm, I feel very blessed in that sense to just be physically okay to not have any weird genetic family diseases running through that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, attractiveness is, very interesting man there's just Psychology. something about just a beautiful woman that's just like so pleasing to just look at eye candy bro are I you one of those people <laughs> are you one of those people when you're driving in your car and there's a beautiful woman walking on the side of the road are you one of those people to slowly turn your head and just no stare for like three seconds just a quick stare but it's you are Three seconds is a huge okay. amount of time. One to two seconds. We'll say one to two seconds. Because someone I knew... One to two seconds? Did that. And it, it's so obvious. It's Who? so... 
you know. I know. I'm <laughs> so, it's so obvious, but it's just like the, the conversation stops for just a second. Just a second. But it's like... <laughs> okay, when you frame it like that, like, like if, if something's happening and the conversation starts, like I will totally, completely stop whatever it is yeah, I'm involved in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's like, what I'm talking about. To get a look of a woman for like one to two seconds and then, exa- <laughs> and then just come right back into the conversation. Um, when I'm in my car, though, for sure, like if I'm coming up and someone's walking their dog... I'm like, I, I'll take a look, but I am aware that I am driving, you know, yeah. a 2,000 pound vehicle that's moving 30 miles an hour. So I, it's not like I look and, and you know, target locked and I just keep looking as I keep yeah, driving. That's, and that's not what I'm talking I, about. I only look so much as I can before I have to put my eyes back but on the there road. Is, so there is that your, your attention is, is partial. It's so. Whatever it was, say you were listening to the radio or talking with a friend, like half your conversation is on the road, half your conversation is on the audio. And so it's, is it like, oh, okay. ha- so let's say I've so got the radio on it and someone's talking to me, like, oh, for sure. If I'm, if I'm having a conversation, conversation with someone, let's say, for example, see someone attractive, like, I'm kind of listening, but that is completely exactly, secondary. Yeah, yeah. it's that like is, background noise. Yeah, completely for, for secondary. Um, so it's not like my brain stops functioning, but I will say, when if I see someone on the side, I'll only look, and then once they get to about, you know, uh, yeah, parallel per- with periphery. my, yeah. yeah, and my periphery, then it's like, okay, back to driving. Um, but yeah, dude, it's funny because, uh, man, I just love women. They're just so great. <laughs> They're so great. One of my buttons is undone. Oh, yeah, I noticed that earlier. Thanks kind of for not me. telling me. You're welcome. It's weird. It was like the middle, it was like a, this, whatever. People that are listening have no idea what I'm talking about. How much time do you spend on your fashion? Why? I'm just curious. Well, so let me paint a picture for you right now for list people Please. listening. I'm wearing Sperry's, uh, pleated shorts with looks like about a six inch inseam, and a collared shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Now I'm. You might think this is dressed up, but earlier today I was, like, working, and then I was just, like, in gym shorts and a T-shirt, and I just kind of felt like a slob, and I didn't want to go out, so I felt like I had to dress up a little bit if I wanted to accomplish anything today. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, did, I was like, I could put on a T-shirt, but I'm not going to. I need to put on a collared shirt. I need to... But you have your standard garb. It's not like you spend a ton of time mixing and matching. Well, I'll tell you attire. this. I'll or tell you do this. you... Listen. Okay. So... If you ever wonder why women have to pack so much for, like, a one-night or two-night trip, I can explain that to you. Options. <laughs> they need options. Like, I, I find myself sometimes pack, like, like packing my backpack for last weekend when I was going to spend one night in the city. I was like, should I go in the city wearing shorts? Am I going to pack jeans? Should I, back, should I wear my jeans and leave the shorts? What shirt do I need? Should I wear this collar? Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like... Uh, like uh, different options like all you really need is like one change of clothes but i'm thinking to myself like well for, if, like what mood am i going to be in do i want to wear the short sleeve white collared shirt am i gonna just want to wear it like i i get like that when i pack for like a two or three day weekend and when i'm packing like i pack more clothes than are necessary because i don't know what i'm gonna want to wear so i pack You're a few so west coast oh <laughs> so my i pack a God. few extras that is that's so funny because I I own like two pair of jeans, two pair of shorts, and maybe a dozen t shirts that I rotate regularly. Yeah, bunch of button shirts. Button shirts are different. I love I love. Uh, like when I went to California, I think I brought I my Sperry's, but I also brought like my Clark yeah. leather shoe. Like I bring more than what's necessary based on. Oh, you bring multiple types of shoes too. I I can see two one, two different types of shoes. That ha- gym I, shoes and dress shoes. Uh, it was like. Leather, well, you've seen them. There's the Sperry's yeah. I have, and then like these leather shoes, these Clarks, and I have like flip flops. But it was like, well, if I if I bring jeans, I could wear Sperry's, but they'd probably look better with the with the leather Clarks. And you know, if I wear this outfit, this belt would go really nice. But this belt doesn't work with these shorts. Should I bring these other shorts? They go well with. But if I, it, it, it just becomes this. I just spend a lot of time on it <laughs> in my brain. And before I know it, it's like 45 minutes and I've packed like two things. <laughs> You're one of those people. Do you, do you get, do you get feed, like, do you work off of feedback or do you work off based no, off of what I don't, feels I good? I work off of zero feedback and solely on what feels Not good. Not the beautiful women admiring your, no. your clothes? No. Not your Instagram models? No. 
How's that going, by the way? I was just thinking about how weird Instagram, like being an Instagram model is. Not to totally do a 90, but... Um, I don't know. What do you mean? What? I don't, I'm the not idea, an the idea, The idea that people can gain notoriety or fame oh, yeah. on Instagram just because they're posting pictures of themselves. Yeah. But, I mean, the models that I follow are legitimate oh, models. Oh, they're actual models. Yeah. Okay. It's not so like you're not random, one of those... It's not like these random people with... <laughs> Um, with a bunch of followers. Now, did you do Vine? I did Vine like twice. Okay, and I like got rid of it. Did we have this conversation? Yeah, we had it okay. last week because yeah. I listened to last week's episode today. Um, but yeah, I'm not following ratchet ass Instagram <laughs> wannabe models because I see all the these accessory equipment for taking Instagram. Like, they're literally just a whole industry dedicated to accessories for your phone to make the perfect Instagram shot. I know. Myself, That's a little too much for me. What is going There's, on, There's my buddy dude. at one time used, like, three different apps to filter his photo before putting it on Instagram. Like, I only use Instagram. I don't use any other apps. See, like, that's just so... That's the world we're living in I, right now. I know. And I think that's part of what has been getting under my skin is that I've been paying attention to, like, cultural, societal, cultural trends and it's just, I think I'm I'm getting knocked over by how narcissistic we really are as a culture. I'm uh, really disturbing. One thing that you could be proud of me for is I do not take selfies. Nice. Uh, I refuse to do so. I have a couple selfies of myself. I, I, I admire. Prior that. to when they became selfies, legitimately, mm-hmm. I'm taking a picture of this of myself because there's nobody else around to take a picture of me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have someone take a picture. Yeah, of old me. school. And it's not like, so, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's like, no, I'm taking a picture of myself because this is a beautiful background. I'm up in a mountain. That's really the only time yes. that I've ever done it. Yeah. Um, and when people, a couple times it's happening, like, Victor, take the selfie for us. It's like, uh, no, I'm, I will not be that person. But you have the longer arm. No, I'm not going to. Someone else can do it. Wow, I'll be so in the you photo. standards. Someone, be, someone can be in the photo, or I'll be in the photo and someone else can do it, but I'm not going to. I will not partake in that. Yeah. Only in being in the actual photo. Or if someone's like, if we're in a group or I'm with someone or it's by myself, I will always ask somebody to take my photo or yeah. a photo of us rather than like selfie. Yep. Fuck that's, that. That's my default is that I would much more prefer to just ask a random person to take yeah. a photo. Apparently there are like, uh, certain rules for like selfies, like I don't know if you've ever seen some Formal of them. Rules or there's like a formula. There's like formulas. Like when you take a selfie of yourself and there's other people, like the person taking the photo, like only half their face is like supposed to be like weird stuff. Oh, weird so these shit. are these are like uh, they're not rules. But these are like unspoken guidelines. Yeah, they're for taking selfies. What norms and mores. I don't know what the phrase is. That's the cultural I'll show you ethic. sometime. I'll show you sometime when uh, there's a photo taken. Usually I'd always see it with girls. Uh, wow, taking I didn't a realize selfie, that And, like, so... the person taking the photo or, like, some people in the photo will have, like, only half their faces showing because mm-hmm. it looks cool. Yeah. But, I mean, you see – well, and that's the thing, too, is that you see all of these kids who are late teenagers who have – millions of dollars who are able to, to accumulate this mass amount of wealth because they've gained a following from because they spend their fucking life kids, inside of a phone junior high girls follow and i mean that's the market right now is this t- 11 through 13 year old you know female demographic that a lot of these people are trying to exploit because i mean you say exploit thing. but it's like they're going to spend time on their phone anyway may as well provide something that they yeah. want to look at or but take part in it's the downfall i don't want to sound like a fucking ethicist professor but it's the downfall of our capitalist culture i mean people are always going to be trying to sell you shit and it's going to be shit that you don't need but it's going to be shit that entertains you the most podcasts podcasts (laughs) listen to all of our other episodes of stream of thought we got like 22 hours of awesome content i know um But yeah, shit. If someone's gonna make money, off, someone's gonna make money off of it. May as well be you. And that's you know what I'm I saying. Mean, to be honest, too, that's part of the reason why I'm not a socialist is because I love capitalism too much. Oh, it's yeah, like it's the w- best. having the opportunity to just be like make something of yourself from scratch. If you're if you're willing to work hard, yeah. be innovative, and stay consistent, 
you can you can succeed. And we're entering into a new age, especially in this digital medium, where it's like anybody, if you have the drive education. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in like even well i want i almost said 30 but like even in 10 15 years when the people that are like 15 Three 14 four years, years 14 dude. years old now like become 30 or 40 it's oh, going you know it's, it's going to be gonna fucking crazy oh my gosh your your worst nightmare like 30 is going to be the new 20 yeah totally in terms of like behavior you know what i'm saying it's just year the year the we ages, are, ages are just going to become younger yes we and as a culture we're getting mentally and psychologically younger you well, know, even, like, older Chris get. Hardwick was, like, I'm 42, but I don't feel 42. I remember being, like, 20 or a kid and thinking, like, 40 was, like, old, but he feels so much more youthful yeah. at 40 than he anticipated. Shocking statistic I, I heard from NPR this morning was the – or maybe it was last night, all things considered. The average age of men having children – becoming fathers for the first time has increased – uh, guess what it was in the uh, 1960s. 1960s? Average age of Average becoming age a father for the first child? For, for, for the child? first time, yeah. 24. 27. 27, okay. Which was old. I thought that was like, wow, that's much older. Guess what it is now? Uh, 2017. 38. 36, 37. 31. Hi- oh, really? Yeah. But that's average age. So you're you're half the people are going to be old, yeah. older than 31. 38, that'd be... That's pretty old. That'd be freaking old. But yeah, we're. I mean, that's a four-year jump in just a generation. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say. Now that I think about it, that is too high of an estimate that I made. That's probably the age I'll be when I have a kid. Yeah, I, I feel like you're <laughs> reflecting a little bit right there. Yeah. Some. Yeah. What do you call it? Projecting. Yeah. Man. Don't you feel like an old guy bitching about all the young I kids? I don't. Just doing our thing. I think you get old when you're doing stuff that you don't want to do, like when you just work all the time without pursuing stuff you like. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that our generation is open up to so much more opportunity to be creative than before. I mean, we have the luxury to be creative. Our parents were building shit. They They were building our country. We get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. You know what? They... We always say, like, girls are so dumb and girls are like, guys are so dumb. I, I will say, like, truth be told, 100%, like, we are way dumber than – girls are definitely smarter than guys. Oh, yeah. Girls and are just better people. Girls are a thousand times smarter, way better. Guys they're, they're are the like, greater species. Girls are just like – or guys are just, like, dumb, slow, boo, like, completely we're, we're led by We're led by our penises, man. Love to think that we're on top, but really we're not. It's all the women. I just need to find a regular sign-off. You really do. Girl power. We hope you'd enjoyed. No. <laughs> I it up. There's, it's not past tense. We hope. No. We End will hope. Intro. We will hope that you enjoyed. Intro. All right. Girl power. <laughs> Girl power. Peace. Girl power. Girl power.